plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Worst plus minus is back. Whole gang is in the building. And we are performing better than the Warriors starters. Can I say that? Can I say that? I don't know. I'm reading our work and I feel like... We're kind of clicking, and the Warriors starters are not. Coming off uh, a disappointing loss, a momentum-killing loss to the Nets, which neither Tim Kawakami or I actually saw. But uh, this, after feeling so good, after the bench goes to Cleveland in a game everybody thought they would lose and pull out a win, they answered with a fourth quarter, another fourth quarter collapse against the Nets. I got Tim Kawakami, Anthony Slater, talk about it. Slater, you were there. I I can only tell by the groaning on Twitter, was it as bad as everybody's saying, or are the Warriors fans just, you know, Warriors fans? Yeah, being Warriors fans. It was a really bad fourth quarter. Uh, it was one of those games that isn't, I don't think, you know, you take – a grander look at all these deeper problems that are at the surface. I mean, you just look at the veterans who stunk. Uh, Steph Curry had a bad fourth quarter, bad last six minutes. Um, he remember that weird travel. He, I'm sure you guys watched the game at least that travel he had in the corner. Clay Thompson was four of 17. It was one of his worst shooting nights of the season. He was isolating against Seth Curry, not able to kind of get to his late Andrew Wiggins, who we can get to is like in a pretty deep slump since he's returned and like two and nine didn't close. Andrew Wiggins played three fourth quarter minutes and then was pulled. The only young guy we really saw, Jonathan Kaminga, had one of his best games of the season. So to me, it wasn't like, you know, again, a deeply defining game. It was just a, a bad loss at a moment that you thought they were going to win. And you can point all your fingers at the champions. I was surprised Kaminga didn't finish. Yeah, he basically did. <laughs> he, he played like 11 minutes and 30, uh, 11 minutes and 30 seconds straight. Great, right. And do you yeah, remember and when then, he brought then him then off came the court? Back in. Yeah, he was like, like, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not like, sure what his offense defense Kerr was doing there. It was kind of like because it was Looney and Kaminga, but I'm not sure you're taking Kaminga off the court for defense when Kyrie is doing okay against Kyrie. It's good when they when they took him off the court, they put they put uh, Clay on Kyrie, and I'm not sure that's a great yeah. Mention. Well, yeah, that, uh, well, and maybe Wiggins should have come back, but you know, yeah, Wiggins. That's what I thought. Like if you can take Kaminga off, you might want to put Wiggins back in. Yeah, but you know, Kaminga was really tired coming off the court. You mentioned it's not even just 11 straight minutes. The guy just got back from like a what two two and a half week absence, so I think he was just a little overused. And his last however many minutes on the court, they had already kind of given it up. Like when he's coming off the court, I think they're down or they're up two. They were just up twelve, so things were already kind of going haywire at that point. Yeah, I mean, listen, I knew the result. I saw the groaning. <laughs> the 49ers game was wrapping up, or even maybe a little bit after. And by the way, John Lynch was like fervently asking me in the locker room afterwards, "Hey, where's win or lose? Where's win or lose?" And I didn't know. Uh, good lot of good, I do, but. I knew all this. I kind of knew what happened. I read the Slater story. I knew that the starters gave it up. I knew all this stuff. And I still was watching it going, how did they lose this? Like, they're ahead. There are four minutes left. They're ahead. Ten minutes left. They're, like, up by 
10. It was really weird. It just happened really fast. That can happen against Kyrie, right? Kyrie hits a couple threes, you know, six-point lead's gone. Nick Claxton was very good also. Nick Claxton was good, and I think that fouling, you know, pissed him off. Then he started making a few. I don't know. I don't know. I, I get what Kerr was doing, but I, I don't, don't love that. I, yeah, I don't, don't love that because you're stopping everything. The game flow stops, and then that means nets are, are you know set on defense. There's no way you can get transition because everybody's just standing there for the free throw. I think it got too cute, a little Nelly cute there, and I think it just it just slowed the game down, which gave the Nets extra possessions. Right, you're just you're stopping the clock with six minutes, six seconds left on the shot clock. You're just you're just adding possessions here, uh, and then yeah, the Clay Wiggins Steph not playing well. It's going to be very hard for the Warriors to win any game like that. Although when they're up ten, up twelve, getting that kind of performance out of Kaminga and Looney came off the bench and played very well. You think they're going to win that? I mean, how many times have we said that though? Like they, the, the equation of them having this good performance and that means they're winning. That's not really been the case this season. I, I think the only long, the big picture thing I think is if Wiggins doesn't start playing better, then they have no replacement for him. They're like, there's just no other element they have. Is like that's Wiggins. Maybe a little bit out of Kaminga, a little bit of uh, Divincenzo, but they don't really have that of what what Wiggins gives them and man they are a different team when Wiggins is not like not playing very well is there any uh I guess uh concern about like this is four straight home losses and they have like a lot of reasons for them like you could point to this happened because of this this uh, you know but we were just talking about how well at least they got home yeah they're great home team great home team now they can win at home and they were three and two on the recent road trip too right that's the way they pile up get back in it right you just keep winning at home and stay 500 you know from now on you're not gonna get 500 in the record but overall but this home thing is just shaky and I, I don't know i'll keep going back to wiggins and i mean obviously a clay bad game but some of it say you just need wiggins to be good <laughs> like wiggins to be good defend the you know, defend the other guy or they or they it gets leaky you know so many other teams across the league like name a contender second best player or third, we'll say third if you want to, you know, have Draymond there. Second or third most important player. Hey, Jamal Murray's like slumping bad right now. Okay, the Nuggets are probably playing like poorer than they should. Brandon Ingram's been out. Well, the Pelicans are struggling. Desmond Bain, right? Desmond Bain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no, no question. Or or hurt or hurt, but that is an era. We saw it in the playoffs. That is an irreplaceable player for the Warriors. And yeah, Wiggins had two yeah. rebounds. TK. Yeah, it just yeah, you know, just not there. He just wasn't there, and I, the shot I think is really getting to him. Like he can't shoot the ball, and so that just kind of pacifies him throughout the rest. He just doesn't have that same kind of energy. You can see him trying to get it. He gets Kyrie on the low post, and he just does that flip shot, and it's, it's nowhere close. Easy to say. I'm, I imagine he's going to get it back, but it's been a while now. What's it, six games back now, Slater? Five games? Back? More than that, I believe. Yeah, and he's shooting thirty-one or thirty-four percent overall, and uh, like twenty-two percent from three, something like that. And, you know, but he was shooting better than he ever had before he went out. He was shooting forty-five percent from three. He had like thirty-something in the in the game. He got hurt, so. You know, there were stretches last season. I just, for some reason, vividly remember being in Orlando. They lost to the Magic. They always lose in Orlando. We sat right next to the visiting bench, and Wiggins had had like four, five, six straight bad games, couldn't find his shot. And we were sitting right next to the bench, and he's coming over, and he was just so in his head about it, and he just couldn't seem to to find it. And I remember at that point thinking, like, 
you know, this season's really going south for Wiggins. And, you know, you didn't know what he was ever going to be, you know, be as a playoff player because we'd never seen it. And I'm sure we have, we could go back on our archive and go to several podcasts around that time where we're doubting Wiggins is just like ability to be much in the playoffs for them. And then boom, by playoff time, he's like one of the best two way players in the league. So he is very much at the heart of their problems right now. But I actually am not really that worried about him in the long term. I just think he's shown who he can be when he just gets in a flow. Can he play defense? Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm trying to remember what I was saying, like just playing defense is going to be valuable for them. Like just that. He hasn't had that. Again, he's shown it. They trust him. We we, we know the main guys absolutely believe that this will come back. It's just very noticeable when it's not there. When he's hurt and it's not there, and then when he's back and – it just doesn't. The energy level's not there, and they're seven going games. Sat, yeah, seven games. And sitting the final eight and a half of the fourth quarter, where Kerr's not even. I don't even think he's thinking about putting him in. He's playing Divincenzo over him. Right, Divincenzo over him. He would have probably played Lamb over him if Lamb was healthy. He absolutely played Kamingo over him, and you get it. You absolutely it didn't play Moody over him though. <laughs> Another DMP CD for Moody, but that you know these are energy providing you know moments here that they're not getting out of him and we can go on and on about i think he'll have that back it's just very noticeable and clay's gonna have these games like we know that's and even when clay was at his peak he's gonna have these kind of games searching for a shot it's just like when it all happens there's just a systemic failure and i still couldn't believe they lost that game i'm still watching that going i know they lost but it just doesn't i would have thought one or two or four or six of those moments in the fourth quarter sealed a warrior's victory it's normally Jordan Poole has had three. They go back up by four. It's over. They win. And it did not happen. There, There is an energy level that's not wasn't quite there, hasn't been there at a lot of different times, and now four straight times at, at Chase Center, which is weird. I, I think the bigger issue, and I think it's plaguing them late in games, is their offense sucks. It's just not that good. Uh, it's... It's a lot of it's a lot of guys who've scored a lot of points before and used to get shots when they want, still playing like that's true now, <laughs> right? A lot of these shots are like like Wiggins, like yo, man, I've been shooting forty five percent. So if I get remotely an open three, I'm gonna take it. And I just think their offense is is they're a middle of the pack offense in an age where the league is exploding, scoring is at crazy levels. The Warriors are like 15th in offense. I think they're lower. I think they're like yeah, 19th. 20s? Yeah, I mean, close to 20. And that's with Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, and Klay Thompson. Like, that's even if we take Wiggins out, Kerr is going for offense in that starting lineup, and they're not really getting it. 17th in offense this year. Yeah, but, but since January, they've been 21st. Like, they don't play good offense. They shoot a bunch of threes. They got a bunch of guys who think, like, this is who I am. I'm going to make this. And they don't make it. And they're not like playing smart basketball and you lose games in the clutch when you don't play smart basketball. And that includes like Steph is the one who normally is like, okay, I'm good enough and I play smart enough to win this. He hasn't been the last two games he's played. He wasn't. I I, feel, I wonder if he's just like still a bit rusty from coming back. He's playing big minutes. You know, the recovery probably. Isn't. He had a little moments later where he was messing with his shoulder a little bit. In that game, I, I noticed. I wouldn't blame the shoulder. Um, I just, you know, he has like what's the left shoulder anyway? The season. 
<laughs> I mean, I'd blame the absence maybe from the shoulder. I wouldn't say it is the shoulder, though. Their clutch numbers this year are terrible. Uh, and, you know, as a team, they're terrible. But also, I'm looking right now, Steph Curry, 19 of 47 in the clutch. That's 40% shooting. 8 of 26 from 3. That's 30% from 3. He's a minus 30 in 66 clutch minutes. Jordan Poole, 35% overall, 22% from 3. 4 of 18 in the clutch. And then Clay Thompson, 14 of 42 shooting, 33%. Uh, and then he's uh, 31% from three in the clutch like they just are missing and missing and missing and and the two most recent losses which if you just hold these leads in boston where you gacked that away in the fourth and then obviously this nets one like if they just win those two games like they should have they're on a four game winning streak right now and everything feels a whole lot different and it's like you know again that's why it's like i don't have these grander like how this team is built type thoughts this week about this team because i'm like the veterans just are not closing games at all. Yep. You could really, and if you're looking at this, like if you're Bob Myers and Joe Lacob and Steve Kerr and whatever, who's ever in that room deciding what they're going to do with the trade deadline, you can say, what are we going to do that's going to, you know, it's Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and Kevon Looney. Like there's nobody who's going to get into that rotation. They're certainly not going to acquire anybody who's going to change that. They've got Kaminga playing well. You've got DiVincenzo, who is solid as that other guy. So you got eight, right? I mean, is anybody they're going to acquire? Now, I'm somebody who's saying they need another player. I'm just saying I can see from their vantage point saying, what are we going to do? Is going like Nobody we get is going to replace Clay. Like, of course you're not going to replace Clay. So Jordan Poole is going to play. Like these, Their rotation is their rotation. Maybe Jermichael Green is in it. Maybe not. I sent Slater a text as I'm watching the game. Like, Where's Jermichael Green? What the hell happened now? I thought he was gonna play. I thought he was playing well, and nope. He had 16 great minutes in Cleveland. That was a yeah, really and, good win in Cleveland. Yeah, and DMP, DMP. I like. There's some things that I, I don't really understand. You'd think with Lamb out, you'd you'd need some more minutes. But again, we'll, we'll see. Kaminga played a ton of them, and Kaminga played really well. I would say you know, I'm gonna go back to this tough two thing. They those guys don't. Poole will drive a little bit. Steph obviously can. He's not really finishing great these days. And it's just so, you know, when you see Kaminga doing it, they don't have, they need more of that. Just go dig out a two. I think go that's their problem. Something. That's their big problem. Yep. Wiggins can do it, but he certainly hasn't do it, done it much since he's been back. And they're just kind of standing around, you know, and there's nothing like, you know, not just going to the hoop, but like going to the hoop with intention. Going like, I am going to score. One of those, Kaminga scored on the left side over Claxton. They just kind of bounce Claxton off him a little bit and puts it in. Other teams do that. They do it to the Warriors. Claxton was doing it to the Warriors. And, you know, one thing, when you have Draymond and Looney, it's tough for those two guys to do that. Looney's doing it a little bit better, though. Like, he's open on those, you know, little dives to the rim, and he's kind of figuring out a way to double pump four times and get it, get the bucket in and get fouled. But it's like a real weakness when you're, Outside guys are not making or not feeling great, and you cannot dig out that too. It is difficult, and and I think, I think they can of... though. I just don't think they're disciplined enough to do it. I think they like who they... else can do it? I think Stephen uh, uh, Jordan Poole can do it. They don't do it. They they just don't. Clay can do it. He doesn't. Clay do can it. get that mid range. Yeah, Clay can, can get that, that mid range. It's not a part of what they want to do. Like they lead the league in clutch three pointers, three pointer tips. The only team that's that's taken as many as them is Dallas, and they're not that good either in a clutch, right? Like, and Charlotte or Utah is right behind them. Like, this is what you do when you're when you're not trying to play smart basketball, efficient basketball, and you tighten your belt when the game is on the line. 
the Warriors do the opposite. They start chucking threes where everybody else is like, yo, let's go get a bucket. And even the dudes who can get a bucket are not going to get a bucket. They're they're taking the open three. And until they and that's what they didn't do last year in the playoffs. They didn't rush that through. They weren't chucking like crazy. Wiggins, they were crashing offensive boards. They were getting that stuff. Jordan Poole, Steph were going to mid-range. Right? Like they, they were working sets, and they just aren't playing like that right now. And I don't know. I feel like at some point they might start, and then that's when they'll start winning games. But right now it's like, yeah, man, we're going to hit some threes. We'll be fine. And the threes aren't falling. And they don't do it at Chase. That's even like. You know, it's like, just go hit a couple threes, Chase explodes, and the Warriors win. And they hit a couple of those uh, on Sunday. More than <laughs> half their clutch yeah, yeah. shots are from three. Yeah. More than half of them. So, and it gets harder at the end of the games. We've seen yeah. it. It gets, gets harder. I mean, and this is when the teams are overplaying the perimeter, taking away the three. They're still shooting threes. Where the good clutch teams, like the ones who, who get it done like Denver, they're like a third of their shots are from three. I mean, they have. You, you know who the best clutch player in the league is this year? Darren Fox. Where does Darren Fox score? <laughs> it's true. It I is mean, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Light the beam. Light the beam. He get he he gets the he gets the eight feet out and he hits the floater. The Ty Jerome floater. Yeah, they that's who they need more Ty, <laughs> Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. There's the answer. But yeah, that that shot that shot's there, and because of course it's there because they're overplaying the three, you know, and they're having real difficulties having the intent. To get in there, not get in there to pass, get in there to score. I'm saying it's partly personnel, but I mean, you know, they can do it, and Poole can do it, but it's just not. The, yeah, they don't have the guy that that's their main. Thing. This is what yeah, I like, do. I'm, I'm, getting in there. I'm yeah, getting, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting in there, and you can foul me. That's great. I'm gonna get M1, and this is this is what I do. I get in. I was supposed to be part- Wiggins, man. Wiggins, yeah, Wiggins yeah. to turn into one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can do it. We've seen it. But it sure hasn't happened a lot lately. Again, you know, the value of, of what he does. There's a guy there who used to do it. Uh, seven foot tall. Forget where he came from. Might have signed as a free agent. 35. 35. Do it, obviously, do it. it's the all-time, all-time guy who could do it. In the Cleveland win, I mean, I know I was just kind of joking a little bit about Ty Jerome. But, the, you know, they were playing Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And Ty Jerome really did, like, you know, puncture them in the in that mid range area, and then I can remember they closed that oh, yeah. part of why they closed that game out. Jordan Poole had a pull up mid range shot, and you know I think Poole gets his shot blocked. And then so he got much. to the rim, yeah, yeah. He, he did get one of those layups in. Yeah, also reverse. did that, yeah. and you know that was an example of I guess them doing. Jordan Poole's got to shoot with his left hand when he does that. By the way, it's like it really limits him when he's got to twist around and Jordan shoot Poole's got to wait till he gets the foul calls. All of these are fouls. They're all, all fouls. Every, they're on the look of his face, they're fouls. They're all that. fouls. He's just not getting the... If he gets the call, everybody be like, oh, what a drive. When he got that delay a game technical foul, it was... Oh, I, just could, I mean, I could just like think of it just like her. Like, what are you doing? You cannot do that. You cannot get the offensive foul in a tight game when you got the ball. And then hold the ball and get the delay. And I point this out. It's a minor thing, but the Warriors are really bad. It was, I think it was DiVincenzo that game. They get the early delay of game thing every single game. Like, they hit the ball off after a bucket. It's an automatic first delay of game. So the next time they do it, probably in the fourth quarter, it's a T. They're really bad at that. Like, every time, they don't get a delay of game in the fourth quarter, and it's just the first one. It's When they forget a delay of game in the fourth quarter, it's the second one, and it's a free throw on the other side. And that's bad. Like, that, that's going to get you in the end. and almost got them there. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wiggins, this is the most, he's like the highest percentage of his shots are three. He's only taken 30 more twos than threes. And it's always been two to one, like minimum. His whole career has been two to one. He started, it was five to one, twos to threes. But last year it was two to one, two for every, two twos for every three. Now he's basically even. And I don't think they can win that way. I don't think they can win with Wiggins living behind the arc. They already got Steph Clay. This sounds like an upcoming Marcus Thompson column because there are plenty of stats <laughs> out there, team and individual, to support your point that they are getting three happy. Corner three. MT. Well, that's on the defensive three. end if you really want to get him going. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> I was thinking of an overhelping column uh, spurred by uh, oh, my did, guy, they did, they Joe Veray. Joe Veray has been on this all year, yeah. uh, and he's right. Just overhelping is insane. Or the three-point addiction they're just living by. But I do think part of it is because they're, like, older. Like, it's harder to play the other way, and they didn't expect to be playing hard, get-to-basketball, like, before the All-Star break. Like, that was supposed to be Moody and Wiseman and Kaminga, <laughs> right? That, that's what it was supposed to be. Like Ryan Rollins <laughs> yeah. was supposed to get in there. <laughs> I mean, Slater, don't you think that's part of it? Like, they, who, who thought they would be playing white-knuckle basketball in January? They didn't. I mean, part of that, I mean, the three and seven start like just like throttled them into this spiral that they just like cannot escape. And it's been very good for them that the West standings are so bunched up. But I also think it just even adds to like the tension of every night. It's just like every team is still in it. And the teams behind them, they're like, it's not just bunched up in front of them. It's bunched up. As we are them. speaking yeah. right now, they have the same record as the Oklahoma City Thunder, who they're playing. And I Monday. think a game ahead of the Lakers. I mean, it's like, it's not like, you know, and I, do, I fall in the same thing. Oh, they're only three and a half out of fourth. Well, they're like two out of 11th. <laughs> so like, this is worse. This than is that, getting, yeah, yeah, this is getting, re- or 12th or third. Yeah, this is really getting serious. I know they know it. And with them, it's like, what? Yeah, every, every two games, it's something else. Oh, they just won. One out of 13th. Right? One out of 13th. Jesus. The Blazers are 22 and 25. They're in 13th. That is one game back of the. I think the only difference, though, is these other teams like Oklahoma City. They're they're playing good basketball. Like they're kind of maxing out. The Lakers went on a run. We've seen Portland start hot. Like the difference, the saving grace for the Warriors is they still ain't put together ten good games. Like they've just been middling up and down the entire season. Whereas, all right, we know. We, this is Lakers. This is their one surge right here. Hey, the Lakers are adding reinforcements yeah, right Anthony now. Davis the Warriors back, are yeah, not. Yeah. Hey, Here's are a question, not like, literally are not. I, right? I don't like, think the and I just said the Warriors don't have second round picks to trade. If you look at it, they have they, they don't. But if they could have, 
Should they have tried I would have done it. I would have added a first round pick and done it. To get Hachimura? A future. Yeah. They yeah. clearly didn't care, right? They like, can't, but they can't trade this one. They can't trade this future. Future. But they can't trade this one and they can't trade 25 because they got to get it. Because they got to get rid of 24. So it would be 26. It would be 26. And I think Washington would have done that. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't give up a first round pick. For no, me. no, nobody I in the wouldn't. league would have. Like part of the reason the Lakers got that deal is because nobody in the league was giving up a first rounder for Achimura, who has a you know he's a restricted free agent. He has like a nine million dollar qualifying offer or something like that. Three that, second rounds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, if that's pick. the price. They don't need another pick. They don't need another pick. Well, they know they don't have their picks to trade though. Mt. That's the thing. They I know, I know, but I'm just saying, pick. like, okay, they traded a first. Uh, they're literally, they literally are. They don't have a first round pick to get rid of Andre Iguodala, who's back on the team. Like, they're not as valuable as people act like they are. Like, a lottery pick, all right, but they don't have a pick this year because they needed to dump Iguodala. <laughs> so Next can, year, next year, that's, 24, 24. Well, that's, that's my point. Like, okay, like, okay, so you give him a first-round pick to get yourself some... Well, guess what you might need a first-round pick for this summer, Marcus? Salary dump, you know. If you, salary dump, yeah. you know. I mean, but you they, still this can't is... tra- and you still can't trade it because they, they, they can't trade back to back first, and they got yeah, twenty four. They are limited. Like they are limited. I don't want to excuse them. I don't think Hachimura was the guy. I thought about it. I, pu- I thought about putting his name out there. I was like, I just don't see him as a Warriors kind of guy. Like, is he Otto Porter? No, I don't think he's Otto Porter. Like he's not. And he they shoots didn't give it like Otto Porter. He does. He does not so rebound at all for his yeah, size, so and his defensive bad. metrics yeah. are terrible. And and he's not a you know not a passer. He's not a connector. He would have been an interesting fourteen minute a game guy, but I could see them getting pissed at him and possibly him not even getting the rotation. I mean, like, I serious. I'm not don't. Uh, this is ridiculous, but I think Kerr might like Anthony Lamb better than Ryu Hachimura if he had them both. I just can feel that. So I'm not sure. There's other guys I would say they should do it for. I do, but I don't know that Hachimura was that guy. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying this Warriors guy. The Warriors way has them 23 and 24. Yeah, exactly. They could use a non-Warriors guy. I, no, I don't disagree this with This guy you. just dropped 30 on the Orlando team they cannot beat. Can't beat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. They I'm saying I don't know. I don't know. That, that, if they could have given up two seconds, absolutely. They don't have two seconds. Like, they just don't have those. No, seconds. they don't. They don't. So they, Joe will have to go buy get. them. Yeah, and you can't trade a pick that you haven't bought yet. The idea of, like, maybe a Moses Moody because... In my opinion, like if I was the Wizards, I'd prefer Moses Moody over, over a pick, over a future pick, over yeah, yeah. three second round picks. You know, yeah. I, w- I wonder if they ever. Got I wouldn't that. give I a lottery pick for him though. But I'm the thinking. thing, the thing about it is, like, look, Rui Achimura is about to hit restricted free agency. The Wizards traded him because they don't plan to sign what he's going to get on the open market. The Warriors, sure, could use a couple months of Rui Achimura as their tenth man, ninth man, like tops, but. That's all it's going to be a couple months. You know, you're not going to commit the money that that is needed for him. So, is that worth giving up Moses Moody? Do you? Guys, I don't mean? think so. I think Moses Moody is a lottery pick. I don't think you give that up. Yeah, I would. I I wouldn't do it. I mean, he's obviously giving them nothing, but I wouldn't do that. I mean, it's it has to be a step up from Hachimura if you're if, if I'm looking at it. And uh, you know, if it was Kuzma, totally different equation. You know, Kuzma would be worth several things. Uh, in a very similar situation, because they got you know he's going to be a free agent, and he's just better than Hachimura, and he's like the same age too. A, that's but that's a, I mean the Wizards traded Hachimura because they're committing exactly, to exactly. So that's why I say it's you'd have to give a step up for me uh, to get to that level for the Warriors if you're you know above Hachimura, and then there are players who could be that. 
you know, we, we can go run. The, the thing he's got is he's tall, he can shoot, and he's young. Like, those are three interesting things. But in, in their minds, I can say, like, Moody might be important down the stretch. Uh, and, and maybe Baldwin is that guy for you in two years. Like, I, I can see, like, why do you need, and, and you're not going to pay Hachimura that, that money anyway. Kuzma would be, like, that would be perfect for them. But they're not getting them. But you're not also not paying them. So what are you giving? Well, I think they, I think you might be able to reorganize that salary a little bit. Like you might move off of somebody. And I've named the three people who I think two of them are gonna you know two of them are gonna be on this team. But one of them, if you would you go Wiseman's money and Moody for Kyle Kuzma, I absolutely would do that. Only, only, only if you are committing to Kyle Kuzma long term because he is a free agent and he's about to get paid. You'd almost have to have like an extension in place or at least an agreement. I would do that. Now that would still take them like the four fifty, so they still might have to make some other moves. But if you're just saying if I could move the Wiseman money for Kyle Kuzma and I'd give I'd give up other stuff too. I'd give up because I think Kuzma. The would problem be is really it creates the same problem that you would think moving yes. Wiseman's yes, salary exactly. off the books is, which is because you're not trading that for two months of Kyle Kuzma. You're I don't know. I for... might. I might. I might do two months of Kyle Kuzma with an option to figure out some stuff after that, like. I might. He's he's good enough where I would have that thought. I would not have it with Hachimura. Kuzma, I think, could get them into a better seed in the playoffs and be really good in the playoffs. Where you got a Kuzma Wiggins small forward rotation with Kaminga as your wild card, like there's a, that's a different team. Yeah. So again, the two problems are there. The one that we mentioned, which is like, all right, then you're committing to money long term because that's the only way that makes sense as an asset play. But also, if Kuzma's really available. Is a Wiseman Moody package beating what maybe other not. teams? Yeah, yeah maybe not. Maybe know? not. Like yeah, Kuzma, we, we know. Kuzma's not getting the Wizards only three second rounders. But he could just say but he's, he's also not free signing. Agent too. Yeah, he yeah he's also free agent. So other, te- yeah, other teams might. That I mean, might the Lakers might get. Yeah. The Lakers can give up a lot, you know, or you know, some other team that we know he's going to be interested in resigning with. But I, I don't know that Oklahoma City can do it, right, or whatever. Detroit can do it. There's other situations that might not be as appealing. Again, he's not available. I'm just saying I would do it for the option. Like, let me know what's going to happen with Draymond. What if Draymond leaves? Well, we got Kuzma now and Kaminga. Like, like you could do some things as you're heading into July that with Kuzma that you couldn't really think about with Hachimura or you know or Jay Crowder or like some of the other players who are out there with Kuzma. I go, you know what? I don't love this team without Draymond, but he's a playoff player. He was good in the uh, playoffs. Bubble playoffs for the Lakers. There's two ex Lakers who are perfect for the Warriors: Kuzma and Caruso. Perfect. perfect. Who for I some reason Rob say Blink just Russell. blew up the Lakers <laughs> roster. <after that>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like two winning championship winning players who play defense, who are two way guys, who the Lakers said, "Ah, eh, you know what? Let's go get Westbrook." Help them win a title too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and would be re- like you talk about a guy who can go get twos, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, like. I don't. I don't want to sell him as a superstar. TK loves Kyle he's Kuzma. A, I, he, he irritates me a lot too, right? He does weird stuff. No, he's in on Kyle yeah. Kuzma. This is he's a in on Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I didn't see that cover. Kaminga, in in a certain way, reminds me of Kuzma. It's like just does different stuff, and that's why I like Kaminga. It's like there's things that he does that no one else even tries to do. He doesn't succeed all the time, but Jesus, he does stuff. And the Warriors have these like bunch of players who do one specific thing all doing the same specific thing and that's all good until it breaks down and they're all breaking down at the same time and, and you need something else in there wiggins has done it hasn't done it much this season and Kaminga could do it probably not this season in the playoffs I mean, who knows we'll see but 
a guy like Kuzma, a guy like Caruso, like those kind of guys, mid-career guys are, you know, like we saw out of GP2 and Autoport. Like those I was going to say, the Lakers are, moving off Caruso and Kuzma is like the jumbo version of the Warriors letting, yes, you know, Porter yes, in. Exactly. It's you know, way more millions of dollars. And just youth and like you've seen how their careers have taken off since where it's, yeah, but... It's yeah, just useful players to winning situations, and some and I get all the moves the Warriors make. You know, Hollinger's dinging them for letting Damian Lee go, and like you understand the moves they made. Like none of us were sitting there going, "What the hell are they doing, letting go of Damian Lee?" We all saw the kind of time that you know Bella told on him. We saw player, Moses but, Moody take Damian Lee's yes, rotation yes. spot in the West Finals. We That's saw we saw so Damian Lee play three minutes against Dallas, and the whole Chase Center was going crazy because he was getting killed. You can't keep everybody. I get it, money, whatever. But that kind of mid-career player, whew, they are kind of dying for that right now. You mean the sixty-nine percent free throw shooting Kyle Kuzma? <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm not painting him to be Michael Jordan as Brian. The thirty-four, the thirty-four percent three-point shooter Kyle yeah, Kuzma. That, that I'm not doing. That I'm not doing. But I'll take him over Rio Hachimura. Ah, I'll, I'll take him over. Yeah, those I guys. mean, it's gonna cost you more. Yeah, no question. Uh, protected first round pick from twenty twenty six. If that's what's keeping you from helping Curry win a title, that's that's wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it? I mean, do people want that? I mean, who knows? Who knows? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels like it. Just feels he was gettable. Like in hindsight, it's like ah, three second round picks of Kendrick Nunn. You probably could have got that. They could have got into it. I mean, I'm sure they could have got they into it. They probably just didn't like him. Yeah. They yeah. They don't like. I also don't think he's that. That that's what they want. Hard to to really put a you know measurement on what they really really want. Have they really started looking at it? Can they afford it? After this will be season, interesting after though season. if we start seeing guys move and the prices start looking very gettable. Worst worst fans and maybe a few worst players might be uh, going a little bit stir crazy. That's the like, more important one. Yeah. Warriors players. Like hold on, we could have got him if we hold on. What that that's where it gets dicey. I think the Warriors got to be in this flow, and maybe they're not. I think they got to be in this. They got to be having discussions. They got to be having discussions like what is Wiseman worth? What's Moody worth? I'd say what is Baldwin worth? All those guys. If any of those guys get you an upgraded player, I'd look at it. I absolutely would. TK would go uh, give up a lot for uh, Kyle Kuzma, but Patrick Baldwin in the deal, nah, that's draw, a no. Draw the line. Draw Baldwin? the line. No way. Back up. <laughs> Baldwin is going to be better than Kuzma. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Baldwin has <laughs> Kuzma written be. all over. Yeah. He could be. He could be. Um, I'd, look at, I'd look at all three of those guys. Like it's just, At some point, I mean, you can't just say the future doesn't matter. You can't say that. I know you don't say that. I know Joe Lacob doesn't say that. But you are never going to have Steph Curry playing like this ever again in the history of the franchise. You can go 100 years, and you're not going to have Steph Curry. The next two years are the most important two years of this whole thing if you're trying to get one more championship. And if you let them go... So you'd rather give up one of these guys than a future pick for whatever that you could protect? You have seven picks on the bench now. Oh, I mean, no, no. It's but it's 2026. I'm saying if, if they could trade this season's, I think I, I would trade this season's, but they can't. They literally cannot. So that's the problem. That's the the, the mess of the flexibility is because they have given up the 24 already. They can't give up 23. You can't. I, I'd give up the 26 because that's like yeah, no, man, but it's, what's what's the 26 really going to be get? You Honestly, like, I don't, I, you know, it depends. <laughs> it depends on how good of protections you can get on it, but 26. I think would hold more value unprotected on the market than 
this season's if you put theoretically trade. Yeah, I don't think they do unprotected. Yeah, I don't think they do unprotected. Yeah, like, but yeah, unprotected, you don't know yeah. what it could be. There's That's different protections, though, like one to four, and you get screwed like the T-Wolves did with Jonathan Kaminga. You protect it, you lottery, lottery protect it, then yeah. it's... Yeah. yeah, that's like I don't think they do a wild, un- you know, they re- they make themselves make sure they don't get out of the, you know, Wembyana too, you know, they just that's not what they're gonna allow themselves to. But if they could trade twenty three or twenty four, it would be worth a lot, you know, not a ton, but it'd be worth something. And I think they'd be in on it. I really would. But they don't. So that's why I keep saying Wiseman, Moody, Baldwin, whoever else they could, you know, any anything else they could ship off. Who aren't playing major minutes now? But if you could trade twenty three, twenty four, you're trading a late first round pick. Where twenty six is possible that it. it can but be I, again, we're talking twenty six. I don't. I, I just don't know. You know, teams kind of want picks above. I mean, yeah, well, the concern about twenty six is like this Steph Curry era. Steph is over. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be a. Yeah. But then they're going to want to protect it. And even but if so you lottery protect it, now it's a. It could be the seventeenth pick. But the teams are not going to. They're going. They want it because they think you might stink. And if you might stink, exactly. it's hard to protect. You don't, but you don't get it. Then the pick doesn't convey. It's why, so why everyone's obsessed yeah. with the Lakers twenty twenty seven and twenty nine. Even if it's lottery protected, it's still 17, 18, 19. If you if you get it, no, now, it's, presumably, it, it, no, 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 no. If it's it's nothing, it doesn't convey. No, I'm saying stink. like if it's lottery protected, right? And they don't make the lottery. Maybe they make the playoffs just like this year. What would the pick be? It's not gonna be twenty four. Might be twenty eighth. I'm saying. If you got a chance to get a number nineteen pick, that has value. But again, it's a chance to get nineteen. It you might not get the pick until later because it's protected. It's not like oh, the Warriors fall at thirteen, and yeah, I'm so the value is really really narrow. I'm saying twenty four. It's it's probably gonna be as long as you got Steph Curry, you could probably it's probably safer. It's gonna be where Patrick Baldwin was. I do know (laughs) that some of the argument for not using. Like let's say theoretically a twenty twenty six lottery protected pick now isn't oh because you know we have to get this player that we were going to get eighteenth overall come two thousand twenty six it's more about what's more valuable a couple months of Rui Achimura or flexibility in the summer if there's a bigger trade to go get a player that we can add that pick into or again like the way they're going to have to potentially salary maneuver like you kind of got to keep some assets in the cupboard just considering what we know is coming from a tax perspective and what we know their priorities are now. Should those be their priorities? Should they operate in the Steve Ballmer realm of like, you know, no dollar amount is too big? Um, that would help them, but that's not where they are anymore. I was just looking at all the twos that they don't have. They don't have any of them until 26. That all happened in 19. Guess what? I'm, and I'm not blaming them for it. Just when they started having to trade like crazy to try to get value, they like, move up for Smiling Each. They gave up two first. I forgot they gave up two second round picks for, for Smiling Each. Move up for Pascal. You're, you know, you're giving the pick to the first rounder, uh, lightly protected to, to Memphis to take Andre. Like, you're just doing all this stuff. And then when you look at it, you go, wait a minute. Now, we don't have, and it's, you know, whatever the second round picks. But again, they could have been in Ryu Hachimura or whoever else this trade season. And they're not because they don't have second round picks. Yeah. Marcus Thompson. Trade deadline coming. We got more, two more episodes before the trade deadline. We got a Three. very interesting Memphis Grizzlies game on uh, Wednesday. On night. Wednesday, uh, is Ja gonna play? Do we know he sat I out? Think against he Sacramento? I think he is. Stephen Adams. I was at the game in Sacramento last night. Stephen Adams is really limping around. I would be surprised to see Stephen Adams. Ja, I would expect to see, uh, and of course Dylan Brooks. I would expect to see Memphis is trying to avoid an zero and four road trip. They lost to L.A. in the Shannon uh, Sharp game. They lost 
to Phoenix, and then they went into Sacramento and, and got, got you know cooked. crushed. Yeah, cooked. So, you know, it, it, the the Warriors are in a tenuous spot. You know, with the Grizzlies coming in, obviously wanting to make a statement. But if the Warriors can win that game, they send Memphis to an zero and four road trip. Oof. I wonder if I wonder if if Ja plays, if he was saving himself for Chase Center, or if if something's going on and he just that it was it his knee. Yeah, I think it was. You know, it was just like the soreness thing. They were on a back to back. They had played in Phoenix the night before. All right, yeah. Until then, let's see. Let's see uh, where the war sit. MT, look at this trade deadline is going to happen when we're possibly in Glendale, Arizona. So that could be weird. That <laughs> could be a little weird. But, of course, the, the Warriors traded D'Angelo Russell the day of the 49ers presser after losing the Super Bowl uh, in Miami. The, these things always kind of meld together in these weird little pockets of are, time. Are you assuming we'll they beat Philadelphia? No, no, no. I, so we could be. Oh, we man. could be. That's I, what I heard. I always, a guarantee. I, I heard a guarantee. I always plot it out. <laughs> so Slater heard that and cut off. So we're done. All we're right. For the day. Until next time. <laughs>